Hey everyone, this is Kim. If all the negativity in the world has you stressed out, if you're feeling kind of blah, if you want something to lift your spirits, join my gratitude walk or run. It's a 30-day challenge designed to keep you moving, get you focused on gratitude, and have you writing in your journal for short amounts of time each day. There's nothing that would be more beneficial to your well-being right now than to exercise to clear your mind and relieve stress while continuing to develop skills like gratitude that will make you more resilient. Check out the challenge at www.crushingmygoals.com slash gratitude. It's 30 days of journal prompts, action steps, and encouragement that will get you walking or running every day. And if you do the work, you will begin to experience the world as a more grateful, optimistic person. Come join me. Let's roll up our sleeves and do some work together. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek. I'm the author of Holistic Endurance Training and the host of this podcast. I want to help you achieve more and get out of that rut you're in. I want to help you find that passion and energy that you had in your 20s. Age is a state of mind. And just because you blew out 40 or 50 or 60 candles on your birthday cake this year does not mean you need to act like an old person. You can feel young and vibrant at any age, and that starts with your mindset. And if there's something you want to achieve in life, whether it's running a marathon, learning stand-up comedy, writing a book, changing careers, or starting that business you've had in the back of your mind throughout this pandemic, it is not too late. You are not too old. You can make a change at any point. For most of us, our biggest limit in life is what goes on between our own two ears. It's that story we play on repeat, that story that runs through our brains, that gives us all the reasons why we aren't good enough and all the reasons why we won't succeed. But there are three things that I believe form the foundation for success in any area of your life. Those three things are movement, mindset, and journaling strategies. Probably not a big surprise there, right? I've been talking about it a lot. I'm hearing so much about the stress levels people are under right now, and I'm talking to so many people who feel like they've lost their motivation or who who feel stuck in situations where they don't feel inspired or happy. And that's why I've really been doubling down on creating more episodes on these topics. I truly believe that if you focus on these three things, you will begin to see remarkable changes in your life. So because tensions are high, I want to touch again on some of the things you can do to take physical and mental breaks that will restore a sense of calm and hopefully help you feel less stressed and more joyful. It's important to plan for success in any area of your life, and that also means that if you want to feel less stressed, you should make a plan for that too. Let's call this one Operation Stress Reduction. I want you to think of three times throughout the day where you will take time for breathing breaks. You're going to set your alarm for those three times, and when the alarm goes off, I want you to take a deep breath in, fill your lungs, and then a full breath out. Feel like you're emptying your lungs. Do that as many times as you need to until you feel the stress and tension melting away. 
If you're working at a desk, stand up and move around a little. Turn your head from side to side. Do some shoulder rolls. Gently rotate your torso all the way to the left and then all the way to the right. And repeat this a few times. Just this movement and breathing is going to help you feel less stressed. The next tip, if you have time, take a short walk or run when you take that break. For at least one of your breaks, see if you can work in a 10-minute walk. I have a loop in my neighborhood that takes about 10 minutes for me to run. It gets my heart pounding, and when I'm racing the clock, I don't have time to think about a work deadline or the snarky comment someone made. Taking a break to move around a little is a great way to reset during a stressful day. And if you're someone who reaches for food for comfort, maybe you're prone to eat a little bit more when you're stressed or angry or bored, a walking break can make a great habit swap. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying don't eat. I'm not saying doing anything that is harmful to your body. What I'm saying is taking a walking or dancing or moving break when you're stressed might be a helpful habit that serves you better than managing stress in some other way like eating food that does not nourish you. But at any rate, taking a walk is good for us. It's good to help clear our mind. Just taking that movement break, it's like a reset in your day. So number one, breathing breaks. Number two, short movement breaks. Number three, each time you take that break, think about one thing that you are grateful for. In that moment that you take that breath, what comes to mind? Focus on that thought as you continue to take your deep breaths. I go much deeper in this in my gratitude challenge. So if you want more of that, be sure to check it out at crushingmygoals.com slash gratitude. Number four, practice kindness. Just one act of kindness can turn your entire mood around. And of course, make someone else's day too. And you'll never know the ripple effect that your kindness has on someone else. You never know if it's going to make someone happier or more confident because of your action. And then whether or not that person goes on to treat someone else with a little bit more kindness, all because you took the time to do one simple thing, to give them one simple compliment. Kindness has a ripple effect. My almost 20-year-old daughter has been home from college since the pandemic started. In the fall, she found out that her college would be online only. And she didn't want the expense of an apartment or the tuition at her film school. So she opted to stay home and take some gen ed classes at our community college instead. In that time, she's decided that she wants a complete career change. She's decided she wants to be a nurse. Throughout her junior high and high school years, she was pretty sick. She was in and out of the hospital for just like a variety of really random things. And she's decided that she has knowledge and experience that could help make other people's hospital stays better. So she started looking at nursing schools, and she's going to begin the process soon. But in the meantime, a friend told her about an internship program at one of our local hospitals. So she applied, and she got the job, and she's been immersed in training for the past two weeks, and she's absolutely loving everything she's learning. She's so excited about learning more about each department and about the hospital and just really getting 
deeper into medicine and what that means for people in our community, and then eventually starting an nursing program when she has some of the basic prereqs out of her way. So the other day she was dressed in her scrubs, which she looks totally cute in, very adorable in, by the way. And she was in the drive-thru at Starbucks. And when it was time to pay for her coffee, the barista told her that the person in front of her saw she was in scrubs and paid for her coffee. That simple act completely made her day. It wasn't just that someone paid for her coffee. It was also that someone recognized and valued the contribution she hopes to make with her new career change. The person in front of her acknowledged a life decision that she had made, that she had put a lot of thought in, at a time when she's also super nervous about letting her friends know that she decided not to go back to film school. And that might seem really serious, silly to those of you who are listening. I mean, we all know that medical people serve a vital role in our community. No matter what role those people play, no matter how much education they have, medical people are important. And anyway, she was she was just worried. She didn't want her friends to think of her as a dropout, which seems crazy, I know, but that's what was going on in her mind. And I think this is an important point. We never know what someone else is going through. We don't know the thoughts that are running through someone else's head. So the simple act of paying for her coffee and having the barista tell her it was because that person in front of her saw she was dressed in scrubs was so much more meaningful than coffee. And the person that paid that day will never know how meaningful that was. It was like validation of a decision that she was happy about, but she was also worried about what other people might thought. And so here's somebody who said, hey, girl dressed in scrubs. Thank you for doing whatever it is you're going to do dressed in those scrubs today. And just a side note to that story, she said to the barista, oh, well, let me pay for that person behind me. And the barista said, no, I'm not going to let you do that. Theirs costs $30. And what I appreciate about that is that because when we do find ourselves in the middle of a kindness chain, like the lines at Starbucks where there's this pressure to reciprocate, We shouldn't be putting pressure on people to pay for the coffees or meals of others in line behind them. We don't know what's going on with those people either. It could be somebody who had been saving for their coffee and this was like their one treat of the week. We don't know. You don't want to put, especially in a time with all the things that are going on, you don't want to put pressure on somebody to pay for something because because they might not have the money for it. But beyond the finances of it, we all need to learn to accept a compliment and to appreciate someone else's generosity and just sit there and appreciate and be thankful and feel that warm and fuzzy feeling without worrying about if we have to pay for somebody else's coffee. To me, that just ruins the moment. We should all be able to bask in that moment. So that was my side note about those kindness chains. Feel free if you do not agree with me to keep that chain going. I know there's sometimes pressure to do that, but also know that sometimes we just have to sit and accept a compliment and not feel pressure to keep that chain going because that isn't what it's all about. It's supposed to be kindness for the sake of being kind, not kindness because somebody's forcing us to be, to keep a coffee chain going. Anyway, total side note there, but 
the point of the story is sometimes the thing we do for somebody is so much more meaningful than even the meaning that we place on it. So just keep that in mind and know that the little things you do for people can really make an impact. I love the topic of kindness, so the rest of this episode is going to focus on some more things you can do related to kindness. In an article called How Random Acts of Kindness Change Reality, the author says, performing random acts of kindness makes you an example of what is possible. You become an inspiration, opening the awareness of others to their own potential. Most of us want our lives to inspire love in others. Performing random acts of kindness makes you an example of what is possible. You become an inspiration, opening the awareness of others to their own potential. Did you know that a simple act of kindness could have that big of an effect? Did you know kindness could do all that? An example of what is possible. An inspiration. Someone who inspires love in others. You become an inspiration, opening the awareness of others to their own potential by being kind. That is so cool to me and something that we all can do. How would the world change? How would your local community change if each of us performed one act of kindness each day? And remember that kindness doesn't mean that you have to spend money. Kindness can be things like complimenting someone and really focusing on the details instead of thanking your coworker for doing their piece of a project. Acknowledge what they did well. Oh, I really appreciate the fact that you dug into the analytics and identified some action steps that will make a difference for our client. Or, you were really great with that customer today. I loved how you had her laughing. You could totally see her face change from grumpy to relaxed as you got her talking. Those are meaningful compliments that can make somebody feel good about themselves because it actually gives them useful feedback and tells them what that great thing was that you appreciated. Kindness is linked to happiness and contentment because kindness can promote gratitude, empathy, compassion, and connection. When we feel connected with others, we begin to focus on the things that make us similar rather than the things that divide us. Kindness helps create a sense of community and belonging. And remember, we're born as social creatures. We crave connection with others. And that lack of connection with others is one way the pandemic has really affected mental health. So one way you can help your friends and neighbors weather the election season and the pandemic is with kindness. Be kind. Give genuine compliments. Write a letter and put it in a real mailbox. We don't get enough mail that isn't a bunch of ads for things we don't need. Write a letter. Tell somebody how you appreciate them. Give them something to hold and reread. There's additional research that shows that you'll experience even greater joy if you're creative with your acts of kindness. Happiness researchers found that people who did a variety of acts of kindness throughout the week showed greater increases in their own happiness than those who performed the same activity over and over again. So mix things up. This one might not be personal, but here's an example that I really appreciate every time I come across it. Do you have people who hide those painted rocks in your community? On the path that I run on, someone paints tiny rocks and puts motivational sayings and cute pictures on them. And I think it's so much fun just to look for them. And when I find them, I love to like see what's on them and see what positive message someone's trying to share. 
I've seen bigger rocks at our dog park, and it always makes me smile to think that someone took the time to paint these rocks and let their own joy, their own creativity spill out onto this rock, and then they take the time to go hide it, knowing that somebody else is going to smile when they see that rock. I love that somebody takes the time to share with others in this way. Another example from things that I've seen on my running routes, there's a big tree in this one backyard on another one of our paths, and there's a branch that's visible from the trail. And the person who lives in that house has a small whiteboard hanging from their tree, and they change the writing, they change the quotes that they put on the whiteboard from day to day or week to week. And it's just fun to see what what that person's thinking and what is important to them to share with other people on that day. And you know what? It could be something, it could be a joke. It could be something big or small, but I just love seeing the creative ways that people try to spread joy. Research shows that acts of kindness can be anonymous or visible, spontaneous or planned, and can be as simple as giving a compliment or opening a door for someone, which means that kindness is something we all can contribute to make this world a better place. Kindness produces serotonin, which generates that feeling of calmness and even helps heal wounds. Isn't that crazy? Kindness helps heal physical wounds. And in one Berkeley study, almost 50% of participants reported feeling stronger and having more energy after helping others. And just think about the ways that you could use that in your life. Do you need more energy? Do you need more strength? Do you need more resilience? You can get that by looking outward and helping other people. People who practice kindness as a habit have 23% less of the stress hormone cortisol and more of a chemical called nitric oxide, which dilates blood vessels, which helps to reduce blood pressure. Kindness is good for your heart. It's good for your blood pressure. It's good for your well-being. Inflammation in the body is linked to numerous health problems, including chronic pain, diabetes, obesity, and migraines. And volunteering and acts of kindness reduce inflammation in the body. Kindness also eases anxiety, reduces stress. So when you practice kindness, you are not only making someone else's day, you are doing something that affects your own wellness. And this might be a good point to interject that in the U.S. this week, we have Giving Thursday. And that is nonprofits' last big fundraising push so that they can meet their goals for this year or to get a jump start on next year. And I think that Giving Thursday really ties in well with this idea of kindness and doing good for others and forming connections in our community. So if you have the funds, if you have an ability, look at your favorite nonprofit this week and see if there's any way that you can donate to help them meet their goals. As you go about your week, think about how you can incorporate small acts of kindness. Make a goal of doing one small, kind thing for someone else each day. I'd love to hear what you're doing. You can tag me on social media at Power of Run, or just send me an email at Coach Kim at The Power of Run. I am really curious how you'll put this information to use in your own life, because wouldn't it be amazing if we could change the world one small act of kindness at a time? 
Starting next week, I'm doing a series on the podcast about the new running boom that has started during the pandemic. There's more people than ever doing what we're talking about, turning toward movement and running and walking to help them deal with the stress of the pandemic and they're taking advantage of working from home and getting in some extra movement. And I want to help you run or walk safely. And I want to help you use movement as a catalyst for change in your own life. Running is always about so much more than crossing a finish line or moving at a certain pace. So I want to help you dig into all things related to running and running for resilience. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, do that now so you won't miss a single episode. Have a great week, everyone, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe. As a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.